we are on. Let's go. Thank you so much for coming up. Thank you. Master, master, professor, um, you are a coral belt? Yeah, I am. <coughs> like that's an interesting introduction. What's because that? Because I teach black belts, you uh -huh, know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I stop and need to teach them. Uh-huh. Teach them, yeah. What you are. Uh -huh. Example, I used to teach on UFC gym. Uh -huh. And I have a black belt. He called me professor every day. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I said, no, you are professor. I'm a master. You're professor. Uh -huh. This because the yeah. how the jiu-jitsu treat. So yeah. he starts calling me master professor. <laughs> master professor. There we go. <laughs> it's funny. But, uh, yeah, I'm a... Coral belt for six, seven years now, I think. Wow, so you're almost at the old guy. <laughs> what's what's the what's the name of the belt after coral belt? The I white no red, idea. the white red one. It's new one. That's not from my time, you know. <laughs> when I'm young, I look coral belts like, oh, this guy's so old. <laughs> you know, like he's my grandpa already. Did, did you ever think like you know, we never you never thought about it when you were younger about. Uh, Belts, the, the degrees and stuff. No, even older. <coughs> when start happening that situation to belt transition, mm -hmm. before I'm mean, prepared for mentally, you know, like uh, I believe a black belt is the belt. Right. You 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 achieve your life. In the day, Master Mansour decided to change my belt because we have a big conversation, right? I understand, but it should take out your black belt forever is a hard stuff. It's very painful. I remember the moment, like, uh, his interest is different, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? To receiving your black belt or like the, the... To receive the coral, coral belt. belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. it's nice to be a coral belt, but it's hard to take your black belt away. It's so many years, right? It's, yeah. It's like uh, almost your whole life. I have two belts my whole life. Yeah. As a black belt for 30 something years because I have my first belt who I used to use every day, and I have a belt I used to compete. Mm -hmm. So I just have these two belts and get very attached to them. <laughs> who uh, I was, you know, looking in your bio and 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 you know Marcel Berry and yeah. from, you're like some, some, from São Paulo, right? Marcel is from Rio de Janeiro, but you 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 I'm from São Paulo, São Paulo yeah. yeah, state. Mm -hmm. But my family is from Rio de Janeiro. Ah, okay. So I'm introduced to Jiu-Jitsu young time. Mm. And I started training in my city with Master Pedro Emeterio, who is a Helio Grace student. Okay. He just used to do private in a little apartment mm. in São Paulo downtown. Wow. Yeah, I used to get a bus, drop it there. He's a very interesting, it's a different system of learning, you know? Mm -hmm. More mentally, a lot like uh, he make juices and make me drink water Juices, uh -huh. Yeah, and a lot mentally game to conversation. It's funny. The last time I saw him in my life, because you talk about that, mm -hmm. no, the last time I saw him, the last time I come to a class, mm -hmm. I saw him three, four times after that. One day he called me and said, hey, uh, father's here. He called Elio Gracias, fa father, no? mm -hmm. come to visit us. So I come there. I'm brown belt, probably 18 years old, you know, thinking I'm the shit. Mm -hmm. Know, best on my stage, oh, these old dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I go super mellow, then kick my ass, of course, because it's unbelievable. People don't understand how sneaky and smart they are, you know. So I came there, make my game. When he finished, 
And Master Helio come to me and say, hey, you're, I'm impressed. You're very good. You know a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. All from the halfway. But you know a lot of stuff. That day I get so offended, you know, I drive home, you know, what he talk about. Now I understand. They don't even know a quarter there, you know, or less than a quarter. A quarter, yeah. Or less. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, my goodness, imagine, like, I'm 18 yeah. years old, now I'm 59. How, you, you trained with him. How old was he at the time? I don't know. These dudes to me, I was they are old, you know, like I never get <laughs> You're them 18, older. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have some masters to me, they never change their appearance. Like in Master Helio Grace to me, he's always looked like that. Yeah. And, yeah. and Pedro Emeterio looked like that. Now Rabai, I always look like same. When I'm young, that's the masters I look for, Orlando Saraiva, you know? Yeah. He's like a Carson Grace student from Sao Paulo State. And <clears throat> I always I think they are old, you know. I have connection with, but they never like your grandpa, I've never seen him change much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. Their personalities seems like they don't change, you know? Same same intensity, same yeah. mindset, you know? Yes. Yeah, like From all the stories I hear. On that time, they already have a master's, grandmaster's mentality, mm. you know? Like, a, I saw Helio Grace in different situations. A lot of teaching words he gave to me. Mm. Maybe I understand after decades, 30 years after, 20 years after, because it's so much in front mm -hmm. as a master, mm -hmm. uh, as understanding what jiu-jitsu is. Mm -hmm. And don't talk just about technical jiu-jitsu. Talk about what jiu-jitsu is as a lifestyle, as a foundation of life. Of life. Some people don't have jiu-jitsu. It's lucky of some foundation mm -hmm. they need. Like, uh, let's say, I don't know if that's happened to me, but I wish if I get old and I faint or some stuff, my body will land perfect on the floor. We prevent per perfect me break to fall. hurt, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Master Mansour, he do hipscapes with no hands. Like, it's unbelievable how much motion he still has. Uh -huh. You know, Master Eller Grace, you for whole life, he's like... How old so is uh, uh, Master Mansour? That's a great question, bro. <laughs> Secret, huh? I don't know, but he he always old, you know, like yeah. when young too. Red belt. Yeah, he's a he, he's like I think the older. He's the link with Elio Grace on my eyes. Yeah. Because after Elio Grace is he who I look as a master. Mm. On Jiu Jitsu, to be real with you, have a lot of people who are master and stuff, but yeah. Master Mansu is a real master, you know. He teach kids like uh 50 years ago, mm -hmm. who have that mentality all the time, you know? It's interesting. I see him active. I see him uh, connecting and going to to teach and to you know, be a part of the events. And yeah. It's very hard, like, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu, he pull a lot your ego, mm -hmm, what's mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. And I don't talk about myself. When I'm young, I, I'm lucky. I have good, great fighters, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't understand much. Jiu-jitsu is very important to kids. Mm -hmm. I used to have a kids' class teach by maybe Godoy, one of my assistants, yeah. who were super young on that time. Yeah. That's lack of attention. You know, I was supposed to put their class on that time. But I don't understand that time, like, uh, how important Jiu-Jitsu will be for all these people, you know, after many, many years. Yeah, for their life. For their life. I believe it's very important to teach people, like... Uh, can you talk about the microphone? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. How to have a better life. Yeah. You know, because a fighter, 
It's your ego, training a champion. It's cool, but it's more cool you have somebody who succeed in life because of jiu-jitsu, no? That's a short time, too, right, of your life. and Pretty short, bro. But the competition and this, this part, you know, but the other things is much bigger, right? Maybe you have the same experience I have because I know you compete before mm-hmm. with you. All my medals is behind my drawers there before. Yeah, frame because somebody gave the frame to me. Mm-hmm. And one day my wife said, oh, I want to hang everything. Okay, we're in California. All the frames fall towards quakes and break everything. But I have the time to watch some medals who I don't even remember anything, anything, anything. But lessons of jiu-jitsu is for your whole life. Yeah, yeah. You know, competitions for your ego. Don't measure who is the best one. In some way, destroy the jiu-jitsu. Martial arts. And that we come to a lesson that Grace gave to me. I don't remember years, but around the 90s. 90s, no, yeah. No, before 90s. 80s. 80 something. They have a big tournament on Maracanãzinho. You know, the big, big gymnasium. Uh, big, uh, yeah. Close to the Maracanã. And I remember a lot of stuff on that Arena, day. arena. Yeah, arena. Indoor arena. Have a big rain and, and start to break the, the roof. The roof, yeah. And in some moment, I... I think I go to the bathroom and stuff. I saw Master Lou Grace on top of the, the stairs there by himself. Mm. At the moment, I think, Why he, what he doing here? He's supposed to be there in a throne, you know, bless everybody and stuff. I ask him what he's doing. He said, oh, let's come to watch Hoyler's fight from here. I don't know. Nobody to see me here, so let's be quiet. And now I understand. He understands that the competition is not what Jiu-Jitsu needs. Maybe have a good point to be the sport jiu-jitsu i understand people who live that but that's not the jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. sorry yeah, just what's supposed to be mm-hmm. on my eyes right now okay mm-hmm. <coughs> if you go to my gym i, I say never go compete let's have fun every day here let's grow martial arts soft you know because the lessons somebody have like uh, learning how to defend yourself that's priceless. Mm-hmm. That's confidence. That's that's the same stuff work for yourself. Way more than the medal you have there. Yeah. And you get hurt maybe to get that medal. Work? I don't know. Maybe not. It's interesting, right? Because uh, you know, it, it's nice because the IBJF and these things they've organized, right? And your day and that didn't even exist, right? The organizations, but now it's a, uh, you know, a lot of people are competing and there's social media, but the essence of why it became popular is because of the martial art aspect, the ability to defend yourself, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice to talk about that. Early, late 80s. Late 80s, huh? Late 80s, like 88, 89, mm-hmm. we don't have much tournaments. Yeah. And Joe Moreira started to do uh, the Atlantic Soul Cup. He and Marcos Vinicius. Uh-huh. And it's unbelievable because it's outdoor in a very very rich complex Atlantico Sul. Yeah. And just will be gorgeous girls, actors and people Was from it in Baja? Is in Baja da Tijuca. Mm-hmm. Uh, Condomínio Atlantico Sul. Okay. And just actors like uh, people who do 
maybe the next step on society trends. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, trends, like acai start to be trendy that time. It's not like very popular. Yeah. In Jiu-Jitsu, that time is just popular on the, that small bubble. Mm -hmm. And on the early nights explode. And I believe the Atlantic Sul helped a lot on that because get all that uh, influencers, mm. actors, beautiful girls, surfers, all that people who... To make it cool, to make he it. He brings uh, jiu-jitsu to here too, like surfers, like Marcelo Bering, Hickson Grace, and Ianzinho bring jiu-jitsu to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, in some moment, it's hard, it's hard for Brazilians before. Because it was the UFC was, the first UFC was 1993, right? So those years before were like really important to you know, just have it. What is jiu-jitsu, right? Nobody knew really what jiu-jitsu was. <laughs> Where, in what? Rio, maybe, huh? A little bit, but not really. That time they know. Okay. That time is a trend in Brazil be a bad boy. But that was after, no? After like the UFC come out. No, no maybe before? a year or two before. Oh, okay. It starts to be like a lot of people who don't do jiu-jitsu with bad years, yeah. pit bulls, and <coughs> then call the pit boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I refuse like bad boy sponsor that time because I say I don't associate my sport with that. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. The first time I watched the first UFC yeah. is broadcast global wise. Yeah. I'm with Eduardo Leitão on my black belt, so we watch on his house. I say, bro, this dude's destroy our business now because everybody will know what we will do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I say? Like before you go travel, you face like some situation nobody knows jiu-jitsu yeah not global wise you know hawaii have a bunch of hawaiians now how, how about now right how about now it's crazy it's, it's a mainstream sport it's a mainstream wow. sport and you surf it too like mm -hmm. most of the surfers know how yeah. to fight now yeah 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 the sport <laughs> change a lot you know like uh, how they understand what it is how change the combat jiu-jitsu where you face like mma mm -hmm, think mm -hmm. about it, on those yeah. 30 years it's yeah. hard now to apply yeah. jiu you have to know jiu-jitsu to apply. Mm -hmm. If you do sport jiu-jitsu, you get destroyed inside the cage, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I change a lot. You have seen Mark a lot in my life, I have to say, because it's crazy. Like, uh, when I'm young, <laughs> I used to have a nice MMA team in Brazil, like Macaco. Macaco used to be the corner McGregor. Oh, you, 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 yeah, you, you started the, they started with you, right? Yeah. The, uh, Godoy and Macaco. Yeah, that's my student. Mm -hmm. Godoy is my first student in my life. Wow. I sit there, empty class first day. Wow, there. he's huh? man, he's the machine in the master division, black belt. Yeah, he's a the a best. Uh, unbelievable master too. Yeah, yeah. That's a, a dude who make me proud to have in my family, you know, because he grows so much. Mm -hmm. That's, that guy who can say jiu-jitsu saved his life, he mm -hmm. knows that. As a competitor now and as a, as a coach, huh? as, a, as an instructor. As a leader for yeah. the G13. Yeah. Unbelievable group. And that time, <coughs> we had the best MMA team in Brazil at the time, you know? And Wow, what history, huh? Those are the... <laughs> yeah, it's like learning <laughs> history, you know? In that time, I don't understand, like, uh, the kids important mm -hmm. you know i remember that beleza have a just kids team uh -huh. i i used to say wow that's amazing but in leblon he was uh he had a kids kids, kids team and uh, program in 
LeBlanc and Rio. Yes. Mm -hmm. In that time, I don't think that stuff for me. And, bro, I live all that MMA life, yes and no, because when I moved from Brazil, mm. I say, man, I'm done with MMA. I don't want to do more because it's too ghetto. <laughs> and the first dude I met in the United States when I moved is BJ Penn, so... <laughs> Keep going. Life always brings me to there. But in those days, like in Sao Paulo, like, you know, Macaco and Godoy, it was like Valetudo still, no? Yeah. It was Valetudo, not MMA. Like, it was anything goes, uh, bare knuckle. No, no? Uh, before, but we start to wear gloves on some stuff called... I forget the name they gave it for, like a Brazilian MMA champion. You know, you do three fights one night. Right, right, right. I, I forget the name. Because Macaco yeah. did some, you know, the fights with uh, with Pele and those, yeah. those guys. And that the is before Pele. Okay. That is like the first, same people uh -huh. do the tournaments, but they do like three Brazilian champions like that. Mm -hmm. Three fights three in one division, night. Three fights in three divisions or four. I don't remember. George Pereira fight there. Maybe Van der Braga. Mm -hmm. But after a while. Uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel... I forget his name, but uh, he fight Marcelo Juiz there. Mm. And Daniel Rego, sorry. And I keep UFC and I decide to kids because UFC too. My dream as a coach, I always be unify the belt for Pride and UFC because I coach on Pride, I coach UFC. I know how important Pride is for the MMA history you know? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. UFC and I had the chance like uh, Ron Page Jackson and Dan Henderson in London mm. the first fight on open channel for UFC mm -hmm. on Spike mm -hmm. and that's my dream there you know and sometimes your dreams going the way you dream or more or more mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because when you prepare Rampage to Dan Henderson, we focus a lot on jiu-jitsu, which are wrestler guy. A lot of mental blocks, a lot of conflicts about the philosophy on that. Wrestlers power up, jiu-jitsu use the power against yourself. A lot of situations we face, he, oh, I never will do that in my life. And he, he do on the fight. And we have that amazing fight against Dan Henderson, and after the fight, I, to be real, I don't fear there because I'm too, thank God, that moment, you know, I'm not the person who celebrate much yeah. uh, because I know. And when Joe Rogan said, hey, I'm impressed with your ground, and he said, oh, people don't know, but I do jiu-jitsu. A wrestler say, I do jiu-jitsu to unify the belt. To me, that's like a boom, yeah? So I back to my hotel, have a bunch of crazy stuff that night because they forget the belt there. You know, the $500,000 belt. I have to bring to my hotel, uh -huh. the, you yeah, know, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff with me. And I come to the parties, you know, to the Spike party, and that's my first shock. The vice president from here introduced me to the lady vice president UK from the Spike TV. <clears throat> and that night I have a rampage, Shea Kong with Michael Bisping. Wow. Everybody wow. won. Wow. Shea Kong beat uh, Micro Krokop. Mm. First, I think, Micro Krokop in UFC. And Bisping beat uh, Matt Hamill. So, 
the dude introduced me to the lady, say, oh, that's the coach win everything today. And she said to me, oh, I, I love winners. In my mind, they say, wow, when these motherfuckers lost, I'm a loser. Mm -hmm. And I start thinking, I don't work for that. And I saw the wrestling coach for our team, yeah. maybe six, seven beautiful Australian ladies. Mm -hmm. And I say, wow, you're the man. And he looked like he anger, saying, no, you're the man. I don't understand what's going on there. You know, everybody with weird faces to me. Yeah. I just understand because when Paige mentioned my name on the occasion on oh, the other people's okay. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided to back to my hotel. Mm. It's a very interesting night because my tax cabin had rampages on pictures, you know, yeah, that yeah, yeah. England cabs and stuff. It was and huge. It's one of the biggest uh, superstars. Yeah. And back to my hotel. And that time we don't have uh, cell phones like that. And I come to the media room and I saw have a thousand text messages, uh, thousands of friends who I never seen in my life. And I say, wow, that's not what I want for my life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I say? Because I'm lucky everybody talk good about me, but uh, if he lost, everybody would be talking bad yeah. about me. It's not about me. I don't see reason that, you know, a camp you have to be far away from our family for two, three mm -hmm. months. I'm okay there for like three months, bro, on this summer, winter there, because yeah. there don't exist summer. And I don't know. I have insight. I say I go start teach kids. I go devote my life to kids. And I quit training MMA there. Wow, that's how it happened, huh? Maybe. Because you were so, you had all the, you had the biggest, yeah. biggest fighters in, in, in the game. At the yeah. Spike TV, Spike TV, people that don't know. It was like the, the main, it was the, the network is for men. And they had the contract to UFC. It was huge. That's I feel like that was the the best time for UFC because you knew where to find UFC. And you the know? money. Everybody. And everybody everybody watched. They didn't have that many events at the time. So every event was huge, you know. Exactly. And if you were a fan, you were really a fan. And Rampage and those the Pride was still going on. And those days it was like it was it was if you were a fan, you it's were insane, really, yeah. truly a fan. Yeah. I try. And that yeah, Rampage and, and Dan Henderson like fighting in the UFC. The, the, kind of merging the two biggest organizations, right? That's unbelievable. It was huge, stuff. you know, in Lon we London. We never expect. Yeah, yeah. And then you being in the crosshairs of that, it's like surreal, right? Like from Brazil to it's a US moment to, to international, London. <laughs> you know, like uh, I believe in God. Uh -huh. I believe God always smiles to me on that lucky stuff. Yeah. Example, you know, go down in my cup because it's a prime diamond in my hand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't need to do my thing. They are champions. Yeah. BJ Penn, when he beat Matt Hughes, you know, bro, Matt Hughes is undefeatable. Mm -hmm. uh, the little Hawaiian boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows, you know. Everybody thinks he's crazy. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. He knows before he will win. When he starts to do the pass, I know. Mm -hmm. Other stuff, like when Rampage beat Chuck Liddell. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Chuck Liddell undefeated. Yeah. I have all that luck in my life. Mm -hmm. And my last fight, I tried two stops more after that. That was one of the biggest upsets back in those. That was the oh. biggest upsets, you know. Chuck Liddell was like un, unbreakable. Un, he, was the, he was the face of UFC. Superhero. He was the face of UFC. Yes. I have like a very funny story that day because I Rampage used to be a pride fighter. Yeah, yeah. So Japanese different. Yeah. They, even if you fight a Japanese, they share for you. So when Rampage used to fight in Japan, they used to say, Rampage, Rampage, Rampage. And 
on that fight with Chuck Liddell, they put some music, who say, Rampage, Rampage. We inside there, I think, oh, everybody share for us. When we step out, everybody start to boo. <laughs> I say, what the going boo, on? Boo, Rampage? Boo, because it's Chuck Liddell. Oh, okay. In the UFC, in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember before they fight, they say, man, you have to shut up this motherfucker today. Let's make everybody quiet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that fight. Where, where was that at? That, that fight? Mandalay Bay, I think. Mandalay Bay, Vegas. Yeah. I think it's Mandalay Bay. Maybe. Uh -huh. Yeah. But it was in the US, know. yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. US. Yeah. And I remember watching the fight on TV. At the, it was at a bar, and everybody's like, I couldn't believe it, you know? <laughs> that fight is unbelievable because we have a boxing coach, Coach Rony Tuibara. He's phenomenal, bro. I have the chance to work with him and. The day we make the first meeting before the fight, maybe three months before, on his garage, I walk to his garage, he starts hugging me. Hey, son, we want the fight. We want the fight. I say, oh, yeah, how? Oh, you don't know? No. Cover roll, cover hole, and hook. It's unbelievable because if you want the fight, fight start, cover, rampage do the same motion, hit exactly the first time. And you can tell, like, check it out. He feels in his face, like you say, wow, he hits strong. Mm -hmm. Second time he come inside, cover hole, cover hole, and knock down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a huge, that was one of the biggest upsets. Juanito knows that. Three months before, mm -hmm. like, he's sure. Mm -hmm. 300%. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. he understand, like, they strike like he magical. Another stuff, he's magical too. When Shake on fight Michael Krokop. Mm -hmm. Same stuff. Yeah. It's on his garage. I come in there. First stuff, eh, forget Congo. Don't teach him nothing because he won the fight already. I say, man, you kidding me? You don't know? No. Prokop kick with the left leg. He just go walk left. I say, okay. One day before the fight, he's in London too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember like now, I take shower in my towel, look down the alley. I saw Krokop hit pads. Mm -hmm. And I call Congo's room. I say, man, come here. You want to fight? Look at that. And we saw he just hit left. He yeah. just he moved left. Yeah. Congo beat him. Yeah. The, the pride champion. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like how Juanito is understanding, you know, really understand the game to a level yeah. he knows we won the fight three months before. A yeah. few times. It's wow. crazy that. Wow. Yeah. And that's the stuff I used to like to work on MMA. And when Juanito quit, I tried to work one more camp, like for Machida. Mm -hmm. And I don't like the way the team goes. And I quit there because, come on, bro, I have family. It's very... Train a fighter is very hard to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because it involves too many people Special, like if you have the main event, mm -hmm. you know, like a month before, start coming people to our camp, start coming a lot of leashes, try to brainwash your fighter for many, multiple reasons. Because mm -hmm. want to be his manager, want to take his money out, want to fly, you know, together with him, some stuff. It's a hard to the fighter too. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a different game, right? Amateur and then the professional, well, when there's money involved, right? Yeah. Like UFC and those those kinds of promotions. Like my wife never liked the 
just the scene, you know, the the old school jiu-jitsu and just this amateur. There's a, the connection, the human connection and the betterment of character, right, that you get with that. Of course, MMA has this thing, but because of the whole professional or not professional, but the whole scene or the people involved with it, especially at the uh, coming up, right? At the bigger skate stages, they have like better quality people. But yes. at the lower stages, oh my you god! Know, like <laughs> so. jujitsu changed a lot while doing staffs. Yeah, you know when I grow, I do jujitsu since I five years old. Uh -huh. Wow! Yeah, wow. I remember on day I drive to my grandma's house. I used to go there Sunday with my mom, my daddy, and my mommy. Oh, you know, I never want to force you to do nothing in my life. You know that conversation. But if you do jiu-jitsu, all your friends from school been doing. So next week I start jiu-jitsu. You on Saturday. I remember like now. You know, you do the bone, the, the, the belt, you don't know shit. And the kids on my school just train on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm. Imagine, I'm 59. That time you, you just have like two TV stations, no VCRs, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, whatever broadcast you want to see. And my friends just train on Saturdays and Sundays. So come next Monday, my mom, it's time. I say, no, no, no. It's just Saturdays and Sundays. She said, no, your friends, Saturday and Sunday, you train every day. Wow. Because all you do properly or you don't do. I say, okay, wow. I don't want to do. She, she said, okay, so let's get all your toys. Let's donate to somebody. And you never more, wow. I, I never more let you do any stuff because I hate quitters. So Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I have my Fridays only free. And this makes me really different to my friends because when you train every day, yeah. I used to hate the stuff, bro. You know, by myself, there are a lot of adults and stuff, but make me in a different level wow. to my friends. And that time, they indoctrinate you to defend the jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that was the, the time, right? With your yeah. life. Yeah. If somebody come here and you die the jiu-jitsu name yeah so i grow with that mentality you know you don't do mma because money or pride because nobody will see that shit you do by honor and representing jiu-jitsu another that day it, yeah another, that it works you know <laughs> another day that's the best martial art right? i that's have a conversation like i interview because uh look the level is the craziness on that doctrine like 21, 22, I'm a black belt already at that time, 21, 22, whatever. Somebody called me and say, we'll have a tournament today on that location. It's a fake jiu-jitsu. That tournament's a fake jiu-jitsu, but the dude who do the jiu-jitsu is one daily grace black belt, the guy named Leonardo. Mm. Okay, one of the black belts. He's, just, he's from my city, he used to fly there. Okay. And his father used to have a security company. By coincidence, that location they sent me is close to an area I grow. So I used to know exactly where the building. Mm. This way before navigation, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. GPS. <laughs> so I take one Saturday in my life, drive two hours to the place mm. by myself. I can get my team or some. I don't know why I'm fucking saying I go by myself there just to see, you know, to give like a situation. I remember they don't want to let me in. So I say, man, I know your coach. Leonardo, and when he come, he said, okay, I know you, you can go inside. So when I go inside, they leave a brown belt with me, all the time with me. First person I saw is Elio Gracie. Wow. 
Wow. E Moisés Murad. Mm. You know, Moisés Murad, president for the federation, the other federation. <laughs> Moisés there for the same reason I am. He's a small dude, bro. He's more than me. He's there on the same staff. He said, at least I'm about, I hear about the tournament. Mm. So I come here. And we saw Eli Grace there. It's a bizarre stuff, like striking kids, broken noses and stuff. They're and doing like a striking, like Valetudo style? Mm, like a karate, uh. bad taekwondo, bad made. Like somebody build a martial art. Mm. A dude and they were calling it jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu from Budokan. And when Andy, the, the circles there, come like a dude with like a long thread coat, you know, like a mafia dude. His name is Manezinho Grace. Manezinho? Yeah, and he started to say a bunch of shit, like, uh, no, because my martial art, if somebody don't believe, he don't even know Grace's name, and he make like some... He put his last name Gracie? Yeah, and he makes some mention there, like he very offended, you know, to Master Helio there. So I look Master Helio say, whatever you say, <laughs> you know, just say go, I yeah. go break this motherfucker in pieces. Yeah. And he say, no, no, son, relax. Yeah. They pay good for the show. <laughs> but They're not going anywhere. They're not going to do nothing. Yeah. So I have to hold that day. I never more see this dude. I think he'd be killed later. But he... His student is to be Eddie Grace's black belt, that dude named Leonardo. Uh -huh. I hear about that my whole life, you know, because before Jiu-Jitsu is very small. Yeah, yeah. I was going to get him, you know. Yeah. I was yeah. going to put my hands on him because, yeah, yeah. man, who's this dude from my state? Making fake uh, tournaments. Yeah, and yeah. And on the early night, he started coming a lot of people from here. No, coming a couple of quotes from here, from mm. my state. And everybody starts speaking like carioca, you know? Real, real accent. Such accent. Yeah. And I say, you know what? I say to my team, let's put Paulista name in our team. So when you go to there, we show who we are. Here, don't fake shit. And I remember, like, one day I have a meeting with my team. 91. And I say, look, how would you go to Rio de Janeiro? They treat us like we don't know jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. Let's make a plan in four years. We dominate the scene. So you found the company Paulista. Yeah, and in five years, for Jiu-Jitsu in São Paulo now is the stronger one. Yeah, maybe maybe Manaus strong kids too, but uh, we work serious on that, you know. Mm -hmm. To I mean, I have a lot of friends, cariocas, you know, mm -hmm. mostly yeah, bunch yeah. friends, but people start to invade your city, you know. Come on, bro, let's pay the price. Yeah, that's my seed, you know. And that's our mentality at that time. Totally wrong. Mentality of jiu-jitsu be French to all the gyms, creating good people. But that time is different. That yeah. time is like a, a Viking era. Yeah, you're representing. It was, it was, yeah, it was different. <laughs> Fight Club, beyond Fight Club days. <laughs> it was, yeah, Viking. Mo yeah, Viking. Yeah, yeah for ter territory. Most yeah. moments, I don't even... Yeah. <laughs> Overload jiu-jitsu. My dream that time is make Godoy a black belt. So I just will surface him. I go move to the beach. I can just go surface. Never more go put a game in my life. But, you know, yeah. you get the hook. You can live in. I wanted to ask you, uh, um, go back, you know, because I wanted to ask you why your mom put you in jiu-jitsu, like, every day. Well, why, why did she do that? Okay, like my father, 
he's a fighter. He okay. trained jiu-jitsu and judo on okay. the army. Okay. So I grow it. I was I saw his little medal, you know, all that stuff. He's saying maybe she know the value of the doctrine of the martial art, mm. like uh, how martial arts will help you. But I'm lucky she understand what martial art to put me in. Because I have to say, when, bro, maybe when I'm 12 years old, I want to do karate, I want to do kung fu. Yeah. Because I think it's more efficient. Those times, yeah. But uh, I don't understand the price jiu-jitsu gives to me. Mm-hmm. Old school in Brazil, because the military govern, we have sport clubs like uh, man, three blocks, California block size. Multiple fields, multiple arenas from basket, you know, go over money. Right, right. And I facilities, used to, yeah. So, government facilities for sport. Monster. Mm-hmm. And used to have that place where I training. Three old security guys to a monster arena, so nobody's land. How the old kids used to bully the young kids on the vacuum rooms, like he grab you, he slap you with the wet towels and stuff. They never can get me because always, I mean, you know, that mobility of jiu-jitsu, always yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. escape. Yeah. But you don't understand that time, that jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know, you escape, you scare, you run. Yeah. But uh, after a while, I started to understand, well, jiu-jitsu is way superior to all that stuff. You know, yeah. your distance, your fears, your, your multiple coordinations. I used to do like a jump from trampolines and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a judo roll. It's a judo roll. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you yeah, know yeah, the yeah, conception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do the motion again. Mm-hmm. Your body uses it to answer your orders. Mm-hmm. You know, on surf, people don't understand. Surf is like a, a fight. Take it down. You go and you look. <laughs> you go. It's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. I do judo a lot in my life too, like two, twice a week. And my master used to be like a, a legend, Shiaki Shi. Mm. He's bronze medal in Munich, 72 or 74. Olympics, uh-huh. Wow. And he's world champion maybe four or five years ago, his age. Wow. He's insane. <laughs> but I never learned much with him because he just. He probably is me now. He speaks Japanese and come there, do jokes nobody understands, he laughs, he's laughing. But he have an assistant called uh, Uchida. I don't know his first name, Uchida. He's a world champion, judo kata. Uh, I understand because his motions is all on the perfect landing. His steps, the grace he applied to jiu-jitsu, you know, because... She is too strong, he's a heavyweight. And Yuchida, he's a lightweight. It's a different game. Mm. And with that, I start to understand the grace of Judo. Mm-hmm. Because before, I used just send back my body, use my weight to block. And, you know, two days a week is not yeah, enough yeah, yeah. when you train with people, do every day. You know. But Judo is an interesting stuff too, I like a lot. Yeah, yeah. There was, I'm just, I was just thinking of the team, you know, there was guys uh, in my, my era, like um, uh, Eduardo Santoro. Oh, he's a student from one of my students. Yeah, yeah. And then he's uh, Max Trombini's student. Yeah. Max Trombini is one of my black belts. Yeah. I, I will say the first, but no, I think he's 30. I don't know. And there's another one. There, there was, 
his nickname was, I think, it was Portuguese, right? Like, but, uh, the, but, the, but yeah, but there's also another one. Carlos Vieira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my head coach in Australia. Yeah. yeah. He heavy see a in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, still represent. Very and solid. I, and I saw one of the other guys, he passed away I, I, on Facebook. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, the, like the, two weeks, three, a month yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget his name now, but yeah. Yeah. One die last. Yeah. But him and then uh, who else? I'm friends with Ghazi. Yeah, yeah. He's all my students. <laughs> yeah. Since young, exactly. So yeah, it's a it's a pleasure, you know, because uh, long time we've known known these, known these guys and yeah, yeah. That good jujitsu, good good fight, good fighters, you know. I remember the kids when they're blue belt, yeah. like 16, 17. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Portuguese and stuff. And I I didn't realize Godoy was also from the you from you, you know. So, yeah, he wow. the OG there. Yeah, first student in my life. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. Like uh, the first one is still on these days. That's very interesting. Like uh, uh, the retention of jujitsu. Uh -huh. You know, I work for many years for UFC gym, and people who do fitness, they don't understand the retention. You know, like uh, let's say you work out in a mm -hmm. one that gyms, yeah. physical. You work out on my side for many years. Maybe we say hi. We don't know our name. We don't know shit about each other. You do jujitsu a month with somebody. He, he trying to be your family. You know, like it's hard to. When my franchise they don't have retention, I don't understand how it's possible. And after all these years, right, I'm still friends and with. Uh Carlos Portuguese, you know, in uh -huh. Australia, like uh, I mean, all these guys. I still, I saw the other Portuguese, the Eduardo Santo. He's in. I saw him in Honey. I think in uh, Redondo Beach. One just walking, yeah, walking. He you lives. Know, like, <laughs> his gym is there. Yeah, 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 the Gazi, you know. So it's it's uh, it's uh, we hung out in Italy, but it's but it's uh, it's uh, so interesting, you know. Not those guys are I, not my teammates or tra training with them, but that my friends are all from jujitsu. Yeah, my close friends Your in life. my life. In my life, Your life. Why do you think that is? I believe like uh, people who stay in jiu-jitsu donate themselves for others. Mm. They have extremely confidence, and you believe in that person. Issues like uh, on their behavior, on their. Honest, you know, jujitsu bring it to you. A lot of stuff is important to a human being. Mm -hmm. I don't say a hundred percent like that, but mostly, even the ones is not. They have to pretend they are, mm -hmm. because it's part for the game. You know, some crazy stuff like uh, when I'm young, I work for TV too, sport TV. Okay, yeah. So. I have like two different planets on my hands. I have the sports planet where I am a fucking teacher and I have to serve the example for a bunch of people and working another bubble who is people on TV who do whatever they want and give you crap what you think. So all these people on TV, they used to do a lot of drugs and stuff, you know, and I don't even meet, you know. And I started saying, wow, these people have freedom. No, I want to do, but they have freedom to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I don't. Because I saw that people who have freedom to do whatever they want, they lost control. You know, it's very hard to keep your control. Yeah. You keep your 
your goals. No eat trash. You know, don't eat this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Focus in your life. Yeah. And start creating a new, a different kind of human being. You know, like a, when I'm young. Because of the training, because of the lifestyle. Yeah. You know, even bring to the beach like some girl who will drink or do drugs because beach to me is a training spot mm -hmm. where I want to be the clean I can to get more waves I can to be focused, to be safe. Mm -hmm. You go to Hawaii, go to Indonesia, you die, bro, if you're not focused, if your your connectors, sensors is not perfect. Mm -hmm. So I learning how to sleep early, stretch before sleeping, drink water, wake up, drink water, meditate, warm up, do stops, do stops. It's not easy. It's not easy, bro. Sometimes I live in Huntington Beach. You know, I don't even believe hot water exists anymore. If I wake up in the morning to surf, I have to put my wetsuit at home. Because when you hit the beach, you know, the evil starts saying, don't do, don't do, back home, back home, it's too cold. Even with wet suit, you have to force yourself, force yourself to do. Mm -hmm. Like when you have to training. Yeah. How many days? I used to live on the beach and I used to surf all day, seven, eight hours a day. Back in home, Max Trombini will knock on my door, mm -hmm. come to spar because I used to have mats in my house. Mm -hmm. Let's do, I don't want, but let's do. Ah, more two hours, more two hours. That make you prize that stuff because these memories you have to your life. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. When what's the dude from? Sorry. Is it Apple dude who died? Steve Jobs? Yeah. Sorry. Oh. When Steve Jobs died, I don't know if he's real or not because fake news is all it's over. <laughs> I saw like his last writing. Right, right. And he mentioned, I mean, on the hospital, listen that beat. What matters, yeah. The green lights, and I don't have memories of my life because I just work. I do this, I do that. I have a lot of memories in my life, bro. You know what I say? How many waves I close my eyes, I remember right now. Mm. It's a blessing, you start from God. You know, I remember the last wave I got in, in Sunset. I remember the last wave I got in Rock Point. I remember the last wave I got in Salsa Brava. I remember. Wow. Like now, details. Ta, ta, ta. The emotion, the emotion. How many months stay that stuff in your head? You know? And that's memories. Or what sometimes is not like a, your memory, but it's a memory you cause. Because I teach for like 40 years, kind of like that. And sometimes more than 40 years, actually. Wow. You do stuff because you're on the automatic pilot. Mm -hmm. You know, you wake up, you come yeah. teach your class. I normally, before teach class, I ask God to give me inspiration to help everybody there in something, something better. But... Life passes. You see so many people call you or message you. My birthday is like a few days ago. And, oh, thank you for this or thank you for that. You changed my life here. You changed there. You have no even idea I changed their lives or I touched their lives on that way. You know? Like a kid. The other, he, I was 40 years old. <laughs> he used to be a kid one day. He mentioned how much I beat him there, how much I make him grow a man. 
honesty and honor and stuff. So that stuff is, I don't know, make me feel good to help. Stuff I don't even do proposito. I just do because it's my job. I'm automatic pilot. I'm like a sergeant, you know, all day long. I still like that with kids because I believe kids need discipline. Especially the world, right, with their phones and electronics and and how that people not being lie to you, mm. may want to make you a weak person. You know, yeah, the yeah. planet now want to make you weak. Mm -hmm. They make you a retarded. Mm -hmm. You know, the way they teach in school, they don't even hold you if you don't go good. It's what the heck is that? Yeah, yeah. you know. So, I think is as a teacher, we need to keep the society strong. Keep the United States strong mm -hmm. against the enemy, <coughs> because the enemy is closer than we think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, life is too easy, and oh. you're trying to yeah, so many things, right? I so teach a community things. in Long Beach. Oh my goodness, I don't know what these teachers do in class. I have to face a lot of challenges every day with BS being planted on the kids' head. Mm. You know, I believe in reality. Reality, you what you see is the real thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe. Hey, I don't care about people' sexual preferences. I just don't think that's the stuff to discuss. That stuff in your life, yeah, you do privately. It's not a school business. Especially kids, right? They, they don't need to hear this anyway. No, at all. Like I have two kids. I have Kalani, twenty-four next month, and I have Thiago seventeen. Bro, <laughs> like uh, these kids growing a planet, very hard. Mm -hmm. But they grow with a lot of discipline to understand what's correct, what's not. Mm -hmm. You know, if my kid one day come to me, oh, I wanna be this, I wanna be there, I don't care. But I keep this one innocent, maybe to 16, 17 years old. We watch iCard, we watch cartoons. Because he don't want, he want to surf, he want to have a healthy life, and he keep on that. My young, young one is different because he grows so fast. Like 11 years old, he had a girlfriend already. Mm -hmm. On that time, now he's 17 now. But uh, I try to keep it then on the life, you know, life. Let's surf, let's skateboarding. All that connection to that box, that help us to produce, but he suck our life too. Games, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not healthy. I, I don't believe it's healthy. Maybe a little bit video game, if you are control, one hour a day. Yeah. One hour a day. It's like drug. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. It's like drug. Everything you use too much, even sugar is a drug. Yeah. The same. The same things happen, right? Cocaine, uh, the the social media, the video games, right? The dopamine. Everything. And then you're not really doing much on certain on those things, but you're feeling like you're doing something, right? That's the that's the trap. It's like the ego. Mm -hmm. Like when you're yeah. bodybuilder. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. start to measure yourself in the meter. What the heck is that? I believe in life on healthiness. <clears throat> I been I, I have a book I go put out maybe it's on revision now, maybe in less than a month. Mm. Wow. It's about how to train a fighter in a safe way, how to make a champion to have a longevity mm. on training. Mm. Because 
a lot of people on these days, uh, a lot of people on these days, they, they train you to die next month. Right. You know what I say? Yeah. I have a, I don't go mention names, but one time in my life, I take three months break to surf. I'm a surfer, you know, bro. Mm -hmm. I'm young, I used to surf a lot more than now. I used to make a lot of money in Brazil because I'm the only teacher of my state. Mm. Where I wow. start. Yeah. And when I come back, one of my franchises with 400 students, I realized maybe 399 in steroids. So I split with that people on that time, but I keep it follow the track on them. It's unbelievable how mm. problems start in some cases. In one month, you order in three, you order in a year, you order in two years, but you will have a monster percent of that people with problems. If not there, why now? There you, you train your students to kill them. My point of view. Mm. You know what I say? To kill you, to overtrain, to kill your students is to yeah. dope you mm -hmm. with yeah. steroids, steroids or whatever, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I give whatever it takes. To yeah, you outside the healthy landing. Mm -hmm. You know what I say? Like uh, to train a pro fighter, I guarantee you, Rampage Jackson never take a steroids on his life. In, on his life. Wow. He's strong by nature. Mm -hmm. If he's not, we go find another way to develop. In, what he needed to fight. Mm -hmm. BJ Payne, yeah, you kidding me? Like what steroids this guy yeah. take? He's yeah. a genius, yeah, he can't yeah. do that. Yeah, He's too smart. Yeah. And so, Che Congo is clean too. Mm -hmm. Michael Bisping is clean too. You know what I say, yeah, bro? These yeah. dudes are clean. Yeah, They are mental prepared. Mentally prepared, yeah. Go give an example. Uh, when we have a camp in Big Bear, we have a phenomenal camp there. We have a nice location, stuff. And our first horrible shit is like 5.30 in the morning, everybody out the bed because then we were running around the lake in Big Bear. Mm -hmm. Bisping, when he used to come there, like he arrived completely out shape. Completely out shape. Two months online. He's always used to be the second. The first one is like a coach we have there who is like a super athletic and stuff. But Michael Bisping always in second place, running completely uncoordinated, open mouth. <laughs> but his heart, mm -hmm. his champion heart. Mm -hmm. Rampage have a champion heart. Mm -hmm. BJ Penn have a champion brain. Sad. You know, all they have a brain, all they are extremely intelligent too. You know, people think fighters are dumb. Come on, bro. That dudes have to have like a change game, game in seconds. Have to have discernment to understand what's going on and keep it flip. Mm -hmm. You know what I yeah, say? Yeah. Like a rampage, you can rap, improvise like that. He's unbelievable on that. He's very intelligent. Yeah, he's yeah. a very intelligent yeah. dude, bro. He don't have, I don't know how long he go to school, but he's extremely intelligent. Michael yeah. Bisping, extremely intelligent guy yeah. too. So, all these dudes are 
prime pieces. Chit Ortiz is extremely intelligent. You know what they say? Mm-hmm. Dedicated, focused. When he fought Chuck Liddell the last time, he trained with me, and saw Chuck Liddell on the way to him. Said, Come on, bro, go home. He will kill you. He will murder you there. It's a different specimens now. Yeah, yeah. So all these fighters, they, you, we have to work a lot on their mind. Mindset. 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 When stuff like that, like Jiu-Jitsu, what Jiu-Jitsu is, that's back to ego. In Brazil, I used to have a few gyms in front of the street, so every month, at least twice, some dude will come in there and say, man, what the heck is that? And start stretching, spacate on the wall, mm. and you want to fight, all that stuff, you know? Back in the day in Brazil, at the, yeah. at the, at the dojo. That time, I will go aggro on the dude. I will destroy him, you know. And now, if I look there, I think that's a completely wrong message. Let's say if somebody comes to my gym on these days, first off, I need to show my students what jiu-jitsu is about. Mm-hmm. Second, I don't know what this dude do. I don't want to be knocked out. So on this dude, I will dance into him to make him tired and have a heart attack first, before attack. Mm-hmm. Because jiu-jitsu is there. Mm-hmm. You make your opponent tired to beat him. Mm-hmm. It's Elio Grace first mm-hmm. message there. Mm-hmm. How long it take to you understand? Mm-hmm. Other day I watched a fight, uh, <coughs> Gordon Ryan against Bushesha. Mm-hmm. Okay? Unbelievable fighters. Very... I like both styles. Um, I think it's Abu Dhabi. Gordon Ryan, he hang on Bushesha the whole entire first 10 minutes. He just block and Bushesha try, try, try. He burned Bushesha gas there. Mm-hmm. And on the second round, he sweep and stuff like that. Because he burned Bushesha as he start to finish, he don't do shit. He just hang there and hang there. Like Andy Couture used to do. Mm-hmm. Andy Couture put you on the corner there lock you and you try to attack for four minutes and 30 seconds mm-hmm. and you burn and somebody goes hey 30 seconds he put you down pretend he hit you and you want to fight because the judge there they saw the last 30 seconds guarantee to you that's the sick part on mma the judgment yeah yeah it's bullshit yeah it's bullshit yeah let's bring it like fake fights on earth you uh, you uh, you would think it would get better over the years, right? But you still get these crazy oh, calls. No, bro, <laughs> come on, you kidding me? Ref, uh, judge, judge decisions that makes no sense. <laughs> Rampage Jackson against the Forrest Griffin. Mm. First, Rampage the champion, correct? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole entire fight week, people come to me, very important, famous people say, "Hey, he need to finish, or he will lost." Mm. I say, "Oh, that's bullshit. Nobody knows that." Mm. <clears throat> if he will. Please watch the fight one more time. First round. Yeah, I'm check it out now. First round, Rampage knocked out Forrest Griffin. I think that's what happened. Forrest put one kick on his leg, and okay. he knocked down Forrest and go over. Mm-hmm. Forrest win on the three judges that round. Mm-hmm. If you watch that round, you see, no, no on earth he won that. He's lost. Yeah. He lost big time. So they prepared there. He lost the first time. After that, then gets like a couple draws, and they give it to Forrest. 
when is equal fight, is the champion. It's not even equal fight. Yeah. Rampage one that fight maybe four rounds, but yeah. they prepare to give two fours because the video game in front of camp and a lot of other stories, you know. Old pride fights, you know, you sit there with the old president and he will offer, okay, let's, before week fight, Okay, let's back to our offer. It's a hundred thousand dollars to fight, a hundred twenty to lost. And he say what? Okay, <laughs> I will say just one more time. A hundred thousand to win, a hundred twenty to lost. And I will let you remember you a yellow card is twenty percent of your purse. So if you have two yellow cards, you just make sixty thousand dollars. Think about because it's a hundred percent more. So then there, they let you know you go get card if you don't accept the stuff. You know, they wow. will pay more to you lost. Yeah. Why you will spend time of your life training this dude to be there for that? Yeah. You know, I stay yeah. home with my family, I have other yeah. ways to make money. I don't need that. Yeah, yeah. That's unfair to everybody. Not just to the fans, not just to people bet. That's unfair to us too, yeah, bro. Yeah. Why I work? You know, I say, why are you training for that? So, professional sport, at the moment in my life, I don't believe in anyone anymore. Maybe in drifting race, I like drifting race a mm -hmm. lot. Even surf. You know, the president for WSL, he quits because we have an event on Cat Slater Pool where you can measure, really measure, it's different in the ocean. Oh, your wave's better than mine. There's yeah, every yeah. wave the same. I want this dude come there, explain that that scores. How somebody making more score than you? If he, my wave is way better than yours, I make a lot more motions. I fly a lot more than you. You know, now it's hard. It's still hard to manipulate, but it's still. Everybody try to do some stuff based in power, money, whatever viewers. Yeah. You know that you know John Wooden. He was the UCLA box uh, uh, basketball coach. Like the most win winningest, uh, you know, I think uh, college wow. basketball coach ever. You know, he won like 10, 10, wow. you know, and he had these, uh, when he was younger, well, like in his, he's, he's passed away since. When he was younger, they asked in college, somebody asked him, what, what does success mean? What does success mean? So I guess he thought about it. I used to, you know, read his book. Uh, he thought about it his whole life. Like, what does success mean? You know, and then is it the, you know, the outcome of what happens, or is it that you did your best, that you prepared properly, you know, and that's what he said success was, you know? Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, the, 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 the preparation, this, the, the doing your best, right? Doing your best <laughs> in, in your endeavor and doing your best to prepare uh, and going for it right going for it and have the open mind to to believe on the new uh -huh, uh -huh. you know i have to say have a dude he's controversial but i like him and he understand a lot his point of view uh -huh. brazilians normal they hate ed bravo <laughs> bro he defend <laughs> brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, he sure. defend brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah. His explanation about the no gi is uh -huh. super fair to me. I completely understand. Yeah, yeah. 
He studied a lot jiu-jitsu. He gave props to the people teaching him the steps. Mm -hmm. If you show him some position, he will show his show. He say, yeah, he show me the position. Yeah, you know, he's a very nice person, uh -huh, uh -huh. and he's not that stoner. How they say, <laughs> I know he's a person. He's not. He's yeah. just he thinks okay. Yeah, but he's not like a Pakistaner bumping. No, yeah, he's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, and I like his group of students. Everybody's fun there. Everybody's interesting. They have a beautiful jiu-jitsu. You know what I say? Mm -hmm. He, a positive point to the modern jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. I believe his jiu-jitsu style is way more, how I say, appropriate to the martial arts mm -hmm. than jiu-jitsu sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Because he's also kind of from the old school, the original, like the way what it was supposed to be. From if you did jujitsu, you were representing jujitsu like in a like a martial art way, in a fight way, right? When you did jujitsu, it's because you're representing. You wanted to show that it was, you know. His coach Jean Jacques Machado yeah, yeah, is yeah. a legend, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know, 88, 89, I coach here. I I judge one of his fights. Mm -hmm. He fight a dude named maybe Sergio something. Comes on my hand. I don't know how. He passed the guard to the arm bar. I yeah. watched the video like a hundred times to understand. Yeah, I never yeah. understand. Yeah. He, you know, he's in another level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always. He's still in another level. Yeah. Jean-Jacques Machado's a phenomenal dude. I love him so yeah, much. Yeah. He's around here, I think. Yeah. And Eddie Bravo defend his name. You know what they say, yeah, bro? Yeah. Like, uh, he's pro jiu-jitsu. And the tournament he have who is slapped on the face, I think it's positive, too. I, I'm a, I fight judo, uh, Muay Thai. So the combat, they call it combat jiu-jitsu. Yeah, like jiu-jitsu me starts stand up because it's two men fight against with, that, mm -hmm. each other. You know, have that male stop, hey, let's fight. Mm -hmm. I don't get like pulgar, you know, sit your butt and slide mm -hmm. your butt. That's, I think that's so ugly. <laughs> Let, let's put like a analogy here. You, you have your friend, best friend, he don't know what you do. And you say, oh, I'm a jiu-jitsu champion. Wow, unbelievable. Let's go to a tournament. If he's really, really your friend, he say, what the fuck is that? You guys don't move. You guys don't do not. How are you tired like that? Because people don't understand. Yeah, this. yeah. You know, look, jiu-jitsu is not like, oh, I like it. I watch jiu-jitsu every day, but you have to understand a lot what's going on there. But... It's not dynamic anymore. It's too much like score in this and that. And I feel bad because I'm part of that shit. On the past, I think competition is, uh, is a thing, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I started the federation of my state, I mean, Moisés Muradi, helped the Jiu-Jitsu to grow a lot. Because before, we had, Sao Paulo is a monster state. Yeah. We used to have like a few teachers there in small cities, and <coughs> then have like six, five students. So we decide to do tournaments on their cities. And like a state champion with a lot of qualifiers. Mm -hmm. So to qualify to the final, you have to have like amount of points. So we make everybody travel to there. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you make the small city have two, 500 people on the weekend, hotels, restaurants. 
stores, mm. you know, the local action. People start training because they want to be successful in their own areas. Mm -hmm. And that's helped a lot Jiu-Jitsu in Sao Paulo State to grow. They sport Jiu-Jitsu. Just I believe like uh, because liability and blah, 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 and to make easy to have that stuff, we destroy with your rules. It's interesting, right? It's interesting. My, my daughter, she, uh, she's, she wrestles in high school now. Um, she's a freshman. But, uh, but uh, you know, we talk about, I talk with the coach and just wrestling. And like, if you look at wrestling, you can kind of understand what's happening, right? Maybe not some details, but overall you see takedown, boom, control. How old are her? She's uh, four, 15. I'm 15. Yeah, yeah. And the MMA, UFC, you know what's going on. You understand. Anybody yeah. can see what's happening. Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> like, you're it like is. what? <laughs> yeah, and that and that's that's an issue. And don't you know it's so small. That's why it's so small. In the big scheme of things, right? And uh, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's happening. But is it the best for like the big the big scene? Because and the the biggest thing from jujitsu because people get so focused on the tournament and the sport jujitsu, but like it's so much bigger than that. Yes. Uh, the first gym I ever teach in the United States is in Salinas. Uh, San Jose Salinas. And oh, San Jose, California? Yeah. No way. Uh -huh. Wow, they had the tack fit people over Kruger, there. Uh, Vince Vanderlip. Wow. Yeah. He had a school there for 24 years. Wow, now. Salinas, huh? Yeah. And uh, Vince, he used to be thanks to do Master V, Mr. O. The two dudes come from Philippines in the open gym. Mm. I started jiu-jitsu there. And they have a daughter three months older than Kalani. And I visited them another day, and she do wrestling too. She competes jiu-jitsu, she's brown belt, yeah. but she do wrestling too. So her years is all destroyed. And she's super cute. And she say, you know, coach, other day, I'm in a, a party because her, her brother go on... Um, in New York, what's the name? Cardinal... Cornell. Cornell, Cornell he, University. He goes to Cornell oh, University. Okay, okay. There, her brother. So she fly there. She said, oh, I'm a party. You know, a bunch of wrestlers do it. So I take my ears out, you know. <laughs> Everybody, wow. <laughs> You're amazing. So how funny. Yeah. A beautiful lady. Yeah. Proud of her cauliflower yeah, ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a new society. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a new society of honor people. Yeah. You know, because... I believe when you compete jiu-jitsu, bro, maybe one or two get cocky too much, but mostly people are humble because you know always have somebody can kick your butt. Yeah, for sure. You know, sure. you inside the mask don't exist. Like, oh, I'm, maybe Hicks on Grace. My master used to be good on that too, but you know, yeah. brother, yeah. always have somebody. For sure. When my first day BJ Penn come to my class, I'm like three months in the United States. I used to teach San Jose and come here, JG, more San Hawaiians, you know. Mm -hmm. He respect me a lot. He's brown belt that time. He respect me a lot, but I can't feel if he, he will kick my butt if he wants. Mm -hmm. And I remember drive 17 to Santa Cruz and think, wow, what's happening with my jiu-jitsu? You know, take me six months to understand his game. Mm -hmm. The wrestling part, mm -hmm. because Wrestling is hard to jiu-jitsu people understand the wrestling game. It's powerful, you know, it's 
hours. You have to spar the guy hours because they have a lot of condition. It's a real tournament. You fight many times that day. All my time, you fight one, two times. Come on, three times. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, yeah for fight. sure. That's a different grind, different. Uh, yeah, different. Uh, but it's great, great grappling sport. You know, great. It's all great. You know, just but that reminds me like the old school, like uh, jujitsu more the, so. You know, the first Brazilian championship from the Confederação Brasileira de Jiu-Jitsu. Uh -huh. I don't remember if it's not '92 or '94. One is two years. Like, no. 2002 or 2004? For, no, 92 or 94. The first Brazilian world. Worlds or? Brazilian. Brasileiro. Brasileiro, right? yeah. Uh -huh. 92 or 94. That time in Macaco, Blue Belt, he used to be a superstar. He beat everybody like that. Mm -hmm. And he got on the final Flavio Canto, mm -hmm. who he used yeah. to be an uh, Olympian, mm -hmm. judo guy. It's unbelievable, like... Uh, how Flavio Canto do all his fights, like not happy. Probably leaving from there, he go run, surfing stuff. Yo, hey, macaco, so tired. Because the level of physical and training preparation, you know, like judo is a real serious stuff. You yeah. fight many fights in one day. Judo is before it's a lazy stuff. No, yeah. we don't even have sports, yeah. athletes, to yeah. sport, you know. And that's changed a lot. Now we have super athletes on the sport. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're, they're professional. Doing. They're professional jiu-jitsu athletes. Whereas before, you know, judo, judokas, once they had it, the Olympics and also wrestling, of course, they trained like professional athletes, like they were full-time athletes. Exactly. And now because of because of things, so that's a positive thing, right? Because guys, they can fully commit to jiu-jitsu, right? Rather than back in the day. You know, think about nobody knew really. What let's it was. give it maybe 15, 20 years ago. 15, let's go 15. 15 years ago, if you come, how old are you? Sorry, uh, 40, 47. Okay, 47. Hey, can compete Jiu Jitsu? Yeah, let's get this kid, maybe 20. Let can compete? Yeah, mm -hmm. now come on, bro. Mm -hmm. You don't want you know, you have to train too much to that, mm -hmm. too much before is. It's a amateur stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now it's like you go to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Have that kid from Mendes Brothers there. He's like 12, 13. Mm -hmm. He teach private class all day long. You know, the gray belt, yellow belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it's kid. a superstar kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hutolo brothers, they're superstars since yeah. they're a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's another level. Another level, yeah. It's crazy. Like a, on season 10 for the ultimate fighter, uh -huh. half weight. Normal, the ultimate fighter is 60. Team fighters or 18? Right. 18. Two teams of eight. Okay. They, two teams of nine. I remember they make with two less because they don't have enough fighters to the show. Uh -huh. On these days, it's 20,000, 30,000 do, do tryouts for wow. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. they put like football players like... Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Forget names, but we have a but they make different Rogers. people that were char charismatic and can speak. You Marcus know. Jones. We have three football players. Okay, and we have Kimbo Slice. We have a bunch of amateurs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like uh, if you look the test, the interviews with these dudes, they don't even prepare. Like Marcus Jones, who is a big dude, his interview. Oh, you know. Then close the gate and they say you ready. You have to say you ready. Yeah, and that's care. Yeah. If a fighter, what's scare mean to yeah, you, bro? Yeah. Scare is no fight. Yeah. You know, like yeah. fighters normal like to yeah. be inside there in yeah, the cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the mentality. 
the brain. Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz, on his prime time there, UFC stuff, if you go to his dressing room, you'll be there and say, that's my cage. That's my cage. That's my belt. That's my, my, my. And he comes there. He knows it's mine. It's mine. He go look your face there when he comes inside. Say, hey, that's mine. Mindset. Mindset. It's what it is. Mm. You know, you, everybody's prepared physical there. So we expect it. Sometimes not. Yeah. The whoever has the the mind is everything. The way you, what you think, how you feel, conscious and subconscious, right? And you can program your subconscious to to your have zone. the things, yeah. Have your zone to connect, yeah. I know Rampage when he he, we, I don't know how the word when you make like a wolf, you know. Woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know before the fight if he's there or not because if the wolf is real one, he's on the zone. If he's not, he don't. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, fighters, you have that day being your prime too. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you have to... He gets in his zone with the wolf. Work uh, on the signs yeah. to that day you'll be on your day. Because yeah. after that, you're going now. Yeah. Competition is a hardcore stuff in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I have a few franchises in different type quotes. You know, like, uh, at the moment in my life, I say to you, Two students don't compete. But I have coaches who, at the moment, want to compete, being students, I understand too. Sure. It's hard you train your students because you pick. After they're going down, you don't train next day, you don't do stops. The chance you quit is monster. As a business, at the moment, it's like you have a basketball courts, you rent basketball courts and you want to force everybody to go to NBA. Let's try tryouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. 1% maybe if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah. No exist anymore. Jiu-Jitsu now come to the point I think Karate and Taekwondo are right now. Look, not against, not pro. I don't, I don't believe it. I really don't believe sport, karate, or sport, taekwondo, you will learn how to defend yourself. Right. Maybe the old school, uh, like Joe Rogan, he knows. Yeah, yeah. Taekwondo from school. Like in the 70s, the karate, there was the real, real, real fighting. Professional. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan, Muay Thai is unbelievable. Muay Thai, no. Uh, taekwondo is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But they work on discipline. They work on you. Nobody want to make you a champion there. Nobody want to force you to do shit. So all these schools are of people the mothers bring the kids confident there nobody quits it's hard to a kid go to a tournament maybe it's nice so let's motivate the kid and he lost you lost the student you lost the chance to help that individual yeah yeah you know yeah. another staff come to adults let's get out your comfortable zone what the heck is that bro life is already is there i want to make you comfortable let's have some fun Let's laugh. Let's have a momentum of our lives. You know what I say? My Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 in the morning, I have class. Uh, mostly black belts, old school, like Rob McCauley and other old dudes. We have fun. Because, come on, bro, we train too much our lives. Now we're learning with ourselves, drill positions, tell stories, laugh. Learn how to help your others in 
know what I say because that's what it's about. Yeah, it's what it's about. Yeah, that's what jujitsu it is. Help people, mm-hmm. you know, change their lives. Yeah. yeah, make a weak kid confident. Make a. I have a lady. One day, one of my brown belts say, oh, "I have a friend. She's fifteen something years old, and she have a problem to people touch her. She's afraid of everything. So we do two private classes." She lives in Vegas. Now she's training to Walter Cascão there. Okay. Oh, she's a blue belt tough. The other day I saw she spar on the gym when she visited nice. me. Nice. Changed her life. Yeah, yeah. Imagine somebody afraid to be touched. Yeah, now yeah. she's a blue belt, spar with people. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. It's, it's everything. It's jiu-jitsu. Yeah. One of my assistants, uh, John met him. Damien, um, before he's like a... Don't like human beings. Don't like to speak with nobody. You know, no pictures. Now he's teaching class. That's jujitsu. Yeah. You know, like uh, changing your life to better. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's wow. it. And make friends because everybody do the same shame. We come back to there. Why jujitsu people connect to each other? Because you are the same. Yeah, yeah. We are the same people, mostly. I was going to ask you, how did, how did you come to the U.S.? What was the, what was the, why did you end up moving here? I come because this dude, and it's, it's like that. Um, I met his mom in one tournament in Santa Cruz, the U.S. Open. Oh, okay. Claudio Francis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I met his mom. And started the U.S. The, Open. Yeah. <laughs> I fight out the U.S. Open before. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh-huh. I have maybe five, six. Yeah. And his mom, I met she there. She's training with Claudio, mm. France. Okay. And we start dating. And she come to Brazil to spend six months with me, and she get pregnant. Wow. On the process, I, I used to have a good life there, you know. But she's American. She said, oh, no, I don't mind kid born in the United States because here it's just cesarean. I want a natural birth, all that you know, conflict, yeah, 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 her yeah. family and stuff. So she say, I want to move. I want to live in the United States. And wow. I don't want to leave a kid with no father, you know. So I moved to here. And i glad that because my kids are amazing. my life and totally the world. Wow. Yeah. And now I want to keep it in here. It's more safe than there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my kid, he make me do that. <laughs> but it's nice. It's a hard adaptation because when I moved to here, pretty famous in Brazil, I make a lot of money. Here I'm nobody. You know, you have to restart a new life. Yeah. In a yeah. place, I don't even speak the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't speak any English huh, when you came? No. Wow. Yeah. But when you teach class, probably don't speak yet. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I love Joe Moreira. He's one of my best friends. And he speaks super funny, you know. And the other day, my wife said, yeah, I speak like, you speak like Joe. I said, no, you're kidding me. <laughs> Joe Moreira is a phenomenal dude. He's yeah. always a superstar to me yeah. in Brazil. Yeah, he had the big, the big, well, they did the, was it Copa Atlantic? Atlantic School. Atlantic School, yeah. I remember back in the, it was the first, he had the biggest jiu-jitsu tournaments, Joe Moreira Invitational, right? Yeah. Here in the SoCal. And he's so tough in Brazil, like everybody <laughs> respects him. Uh, you know. uh. He's the monkey. They call the monkey. He's there. 
Yeah, and Claudio Franza, right up north, they were they were they did both, right? He was involved with. with yeah, he's involved in the tournament too. He, Marcos Vinicius, is the three. Yeah. Who did the work. Yeah. 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 A lot of history. A lot of history. They are old now. <laughs> we are. It's funny how time is fast now. Yeah. Tell me about it. I have to plan everything, or else, or else it doesn't happen. You know, for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the years are just going by faster and faster. Man, we expect, you know. Yeah. And all the projects, like, uh, take time to build. And sometimes the life starts to go too fast. You yeah. say, wow, I want to try to follow the track. With all that is now and stuff, everything changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you have, like, you had a, like, amazing team, you know, and then even just the you're like Godoy and all these like amazing students in jiu-jitsu and then you come here and you start training the the top fighters in the world right as well and right you've had quite the in just the times right those times of like uh pioneer uh just top of the top of the food chain experiences you know across the board from all these different experiences yes. yeah experiences um less on that yeah what are what is what are your, some of your favorite memories they stuff the top of your head. On Jiu Jitsu? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe when he gets, he grow on the mat, okay? Mm -hmm. So I used to put like his crib there and train in Salinas. And he used to practice a little doll, Cebolinha. Who yeah, he yeah, had yeah. a doll, he used to triangle mm -hmm. Cebolinha and do his stuff. So when he's one year and a half, mm -hmm. he do a bunch of stuff. So I say, look, I'll give you the green or white belt. I will call you there, and you go, and I get. You never know, it's a baby, you know? Yeah. Unbelievable. I call, he slap hands, he give high it. fives, and he, he get. Wow. Yeah. So I think, like, uh, my kids, mm -hmm. all that stuff, because... Being involved and... and yeah. Having the Every that part in their lives, jiu-jitsu in their lives. I'm super... I'm glad I have all that experiences, but uh, when is your life? It's like your jobs, your consequences, you know? Before teach Jiu-Jitsu, I'm a helicopter pilot since I'm 17 years old. Oh, wow. So it takes a long time to uh, accept to teach Jiu-Jitsu. You know, uh, I used to teach a company, Atletica. It's a big gym, it's the hit in yeah. Brazil. Big, big uh, gym chain. Yeah. yeah. And when Marcelo left to Australia, they didn't want to contract me. And for six months, they make me offer and deny because I don't want the money. You know, like... Uh, you weren't sure if that was the right career path. No, it's like... Uh, I don't know. I say to the dudes, I teach for free here, but okay. the, the money you want to pay me is no money to me. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Uh, I don't know, remember the numbers, but yeah. uh, 20, 100... Yeah. You know, like uh, worth it, yeah. Let's say I moved to here twenty five years ago. I used to make a hundred dollars hour there in Brazil uh -huh. that time uh -huh. to teach class there. You know, my private's already hundred fifty dollars uh -huh. there uh -huh. at the time. Uh -huh. Imagine wow. now because no much on the city. Yeah. So I moved to here is a big shock because on the late nineties here is not much you just know that yeah pricing. You know. Yeah. In São Paulo City is a rich city, so I used to have good clients there. Hard to move, but... Yeah, it's just, yeah. 
kind of get down to the to the to the class, you know. So oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. He trains you? Yeah, he's really good. He has uh, the, the creator of the tarantula look guard. His face. <laughs> he likes tennis shoes too. Look, he have a Jordan. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Speaking of uh, success stories, Kevin, uh, how much weight have you lost? 115 pounds. So imagine wow. him with 115 pounds extra. How old is he? Wow, Kevin, congratulations, my brother. For how long time ago? Wow, good job. Over 115 pounds, and, and you know, not just that, but you do how you do one thing is I do everything, and he's like becoming a machine of success and example of success. That's he's, a jujitsu. Yeah. I have a old dude. His name is Ben. He's uh, a short story. Sorry, uh, he's 74 years old. He started doing jujitsu six months ago. He's vet from war, so he have a lot of you know problems. Yeah, yeah. And jujitsu helping him so much. The other day he sent me a picture with his cauliflower ears. Super happy. He started with 71. He started six months ago, okay. 74. 74, and wow. And he have a cauliflower ears right now. And he happy with it. Wow. It's not my <laughs> it's fault. too late, right? <laughs> <laughs> But jiu-jitsu is Jiu-jitsu is life. Yeah. That's yeah. all the job. I had a, I, I love to say the story. I had a psychologist, high-level psychologist that trained with me in, in one of the gyms. And I was like, why does it seem that people that do jiu-jitsu seem much younger than they are? He's like, oh, it's interesting you say that. And he's like, when you're a kid, everything's in the present. As you get older, you're always in the past or the future. So when you're training jiu-jitsu or doing jiu-jitsu, it brings you back to your childhood. Wow, that's an unbelievable analogy. Make sense, make a lot of sense. So he's 74 years old, he's a kid again. We have uh, uh, Savage, you met downstairs when you came, I think when you walked in. He's 77, he still competes. Wow, and he's like a, for me, he's like a he's like a kid. Sometimes we talk, like we had talk philosophy on life. I ask him a lot. He's like, a, you know, like my dad, my dad's age. You know, so I can I talk to him about these things. And so, I mean, um, my night train is you know, mm-hmm. boring as fuck. There, <laughs> kid. And one day, one of the fathers who the kids train just on Saturday and Sundays, he bring his son there. His son is like, uh, like two three years older than me at the time, way bigger than me. And I remember we spar, I'm lazy, I let the kid pass my guard, you know. Just wait for finish the class. And I remember his father, I check his father face, his father's super excited, the kid passed my guard. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mind say, okay, sorry, not today. I reverse him, finish him on the last third second. But uh, that's unbelievable because sometimes I stop to think, I say, wow, even if he, I'm on the laziness there, the ego already started to push you to do stops. Yeah. You know, like Jiu-Jitsu is very interesting. The challenge is going give to you every day. Every day. Like a student. You know, we go show a position. The guy try to hold you. But you said you, one of your favorite memories is is that that scenario with the... It's not favorite, but it's a stuff I remember. Yeah, yeah. Good like memories. today. Yeah. yeah. Probably orange belt or stuff like that. Yeah. Pass for all the belts with you. Yeah. And yeah. Like a kid, because you say we live a lot past memories, you right, know. Right, right, right. And I remember that part. Yeah. It's nice to be a kid. Yeah. It's hard to chew, huh? I yeah. I think it's hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And one time, I don't come to training too. I remember that. 
it's a sunny day. I say I go to the pool, so I pretend I use my gi, leave in the bag, and my mom and my dad look me. That day they come to check my train. I'm not there. I get in trouble that day. I remember that part too. But yeah, I use gi since I'm born. I mean, pretty yeah. since five years old. I don't yeah. remember like maybe maybe when you have that. Crazy pandemic, I have a few days with <laughs> gi, but I start teaching right away because Huntington Beach, we ignore that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and what are you going to do? Are you going to not be yourself, be who you are? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a problem, you know? <laughs> so I think with our, my, my, I, I needed it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my friends too, you know, yeah, of we course. Still train That's who say, you are. That's who you are. Yeah. You can't. Be courting the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, keep my life to well, Master, thank you so much for sharing some hey, of your history. Thank you so much, I, my I appreciate I appreciate everything. I, you're uh, 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 an example of success. You know, we talk about these these things of just making a difference in so many people's lives over the so many years. Oh my God, forty. You said forty years. Yeah, the, the, kind of. You know, maybe more. Let's from around the world. You know, influence people. It was your students all are all around the world, helping others. And uh, wow, what a legacy, truly. I believe I do like a, a book now, mm -hmm. couple ones actually, because I want to leave it. help to the new teachers, like you watch I mi my mistakes. Mm -hmm. I want to help people to do better. I want to make the community going better because if you think just about ourselves, yeah. not happening, you know. And I don't know, maybe if I can help for the future when I'm not here anymore, I'd be more than happy because Jiu Jitsu is. More than life, it's like a religion. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It's some stuff you really believe, you really unite us. Yes. Thank you so much for helping me, yeah, for, <laughs> for having me here and yes. helping me to be here too. An so honor, what an honor. It's an honor thank to you. be here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate my brother. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, my buddy John Wano, who is yeah. my friend. Shout out for to John Wano. Shout out to him. <laughs> I don't go say for how many decades we are friends because show too much our age, but <laughs> few words. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah, Thank aloha. You. Aloha. <laughs>